Oh, wow. You started off with coughing. <clears throat> Dude, I can't stop. Ryan's sick. Are you are, are you going? Are you recording this podcast? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I would have tried to get that out of the way first. Oh, wow. So you really I, are sick, huh? The diagnosis is bronchitis today. Oh, man. It's been going for a week. We couldn't, <clears throat> Jill and I couldn't figure out what the hell, like why we can't get rid of it. Went to the doctor today and it's. Well, you caught the Hick virus from WrestleMania, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Because you were in it Dallas, was, Texas, right? Yeah, we were there and felt fine until it was a week ago today. We both started feeling sick and the I think we got, I think a wrestling fan bit us or something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's just been a it's been a rough week with this, especially trying to like. Jill hasn't been Jill hasn't done a show in a week. I've had to go in every day. Oh, so you're working and spreading the virus. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like you're going to work every day. You're obviously contaminating other people, but they still have you come in. Like, shouldn't shouldn't your work say no? Just stay home. Yeah, except they fired the only other person who can do what I do. What kind of medication did you get? You got a Z-Pack, there's an inhaler, and there's promethazine with codeine cost of. That's something... What is the funny question? Remember, no, remember that thing? <laughs> <laughs> remember that thing where it's like things you can't look cool doing? Yeah, an inhaler? Yeah, number one on the list has to be an inhaler. Oh, yeah. Also, I love that list. And I, I, I wish I don't know if we have like an actual proper list, but putting on chapstick, drinking through a straw, zipping up a jacket, getting splashed, getting splashed. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? Zipping up a jacket? Yeah, because you always have like your chin down against your chest. <laughs> There's like the the pose that you do when you zip up a jacket. Your tongue almost comes out a little bit. Like it's times like this that we look to the official secretary of uh, well, the old show on Sirius in this podcast. Oh yeah, Jay, Jay the, the Gay. Gay. I'm sure he has a list of things you don't look cool doing. For sure, I'm sure he has. I would love to see the actual note keeping <laughs> technique. If it's all computer, if it's a, a, a document, you know, like in his phone, or if it's like an actual binder of notes. <laughs> he had a whole huge typed out document of all the squad leaders, everything on the old Sirius XM show. That's unbelievable. So, Jay, if you do have that list of things that you can't look cool doing, if you could please pass that along. <laughs> next week, we'd like to read the entire. I'm trying to think, what are some of the other ones? I, getting splashed is my favorite also, because you always put out one arm. Sometimes you lift one leg up, like your knee above the water, like if you're in a and pool. I <laughs> and I think we decided that it doesn't matter how tough you are. You know what I mean? Like, you could take... Like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. You could have Brock Lesnar and Conor McGregor in a pool getting splashed, and both of them would, like, put their <laughs> hand out. And turn, their, the turn their head. <laughs> <laughs> Was there... I think there's one, like, walking into a branch. Walking into a branch, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I can't think of the other ones. If you remember any of the other ones, if you listen to this podcast, just tweet me or something. Or, oh, that's or, so funny. Or send me a Facebook message. Because th- we had a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's a way I can Walk find into a branch. <laughs> a low hanging branch. God, that's funny. Well, Ryan, you you sound pretty sick. I I, I might. Uh, <coughs> maybe, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip out. Yeah, maybe we should cut you loose before Salmon Base get on. You got it. But be wait real quick before uh, I yeah. let you go. There is one thing I want to bring up with you. Maybe you know the answer to this. Did you see that Kate Hudson is now dating J.J. Watt from the Houston Texans? No, but wasn't. Wasn't there a story about Ric Flair trying to set Charlotte up with J.J. Watt? <laughs> yeah, there was. Because <laughs> he said, like, oh, I like your daughter, and then Ric Flair's like, date her, brother! <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I haven't seen that he's dating Kate Hudson. Yeah, but Kate Hudson must be the greatest ever of all time at sex, right? Oh, yeah. Because she was with A-Rod, who has hundreds of millions of dollars, Yep. Let's see. Let's see. There's a list here of Kate Hudson's. Uh... And I'll be honest. I think Kate Hudson. I don't think Kate Hudson is is unattractive. I don't think she's. I would not put Kate Hudson in a top fifty list. But I think in person, she's one of those ones who looks really good. Oh. You you ready for this list? Yeah. And and it's so weird to go from Chris Robinson of the Black Crows to J.J. Watt. <laughs> The most frail, limp, skinny guy of all time to the biggest, most jacked up guy of all time. Yeah, and and and, and sickly too. Chris Robinson, <laughs> he, was, he, does, he doesn't just have bags under his eyes. They're like puffy, just gross. He's gross. <laughs> he just looks smelly and just weak. And, and okay, let's go away from appearance, right? Just yeah. based on their overall demeanor and like what they represent in life. Chris Robinson and J.J. Watt couldn't be any more different. Absolutely. There was like, if there was a Venn diagram of their interests and, and what they did, like, <laughs> no parts of that would overlap. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Holly from The Girls Next Door going from Hugh Hefner to Chris Angel. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> there's just absolutely no, there's no, there's not one thing that you could relate to those two together. Chris yeah. Robinson and J.J. Watt, the complete opposites. Here, here's the list. Chris Robinson, Owen Wilson, Dax Shepard, uh, Baron Davis, the NBA player, Heath Ledger, who's dead, Lance Armstrong, Adam Scott, that's the guy from, who is that? I think he's a known guy. Alex Rodriguez. Adam Scott. Adam Scott's not the dude. Oh, that's Stuart Scott. Never mind. Oh, you're thinking of the guy from ESPN who died. Yeah. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. Matthew Bellamy. Who, I don't know who that is. Oh, from Muse. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, wait. That was, I thought that was her current boyfriend. I guess not. Crazy. Wow. Didn't he write? Didn't he write a song about her? I think so, yeah. Wait, the whole last Muse album, I believe, was about Kate Hudson, wasn't it? Hang on. The last Muse album was about drones. No, but wasn't there, like, a song... Oh, Muse... I type in Muse Kate Hudson, the first thing that pops up is Muse Kate Hudson song. Matt Bellamy sings about his breakup with Kate Hudson. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) It must be the... She has to be the greatest ever. 
I mean... Yeah, and wasn't there a quick thing with her and, like, one of the Jonas brothers or something? Who There was one... There was one other thing where it was, like, someone so out of her... Yeah, I, 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 I actually just saw that. Hang on, let me look that up in one second, but listen to the lyric from this song. The yeah. song is called Dead Inside. And, here, oh, and yeah. here, here's the lyrics. This is the Muse song about Kate Hudson. I see magic in your eyes on the outside. You're ablaze and alive, but you're dead inside. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let me, let me just look up this Jonas thing real quick. Because I just saw it. Kate, wait, what did you say? About sex? Nick Jonas asked about sex with Kate Hudson. We had an unbelievable connection. Yeah, so she had sex with Nick Jonas, too. And there's like a 25-year age difference, too. I mean, yeah, you're, no, your point is very valid. She's got to just be on fire. Kate's incredible. We had an unbelievable connection as two humans just to admire things about each other and see something in each other that's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> that's what you, honestly, that's what people say when they're trying to be respectful. Oh, like, yeah. But that really, that just means, like, I fucked the shit out of her. <laughs> Jonas and Hudson, 36, hooked up late last year after being introduced by Hudson's brother, Oliver Hudson. Okay. They were in Walt Disney Oliver. World taking, they, they were they were the Kung Fu Panda 3 uh, premiere. <laughs> wow. Isn't it intriguing? Like you just wonder what 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 could she possibly be bringing to the table that everyone wants it? Well, that's it. I mean, I don't think anyone's looking at Kate Hudson as like she's not like an intellectual savior. She's not like <laughs> you know. Doesn't she just smoke yeah. weed all day? And she's like, yeah, man, I think, yeah. let's party. God, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that JJ Watt conversation. Just, just power banging, just. I mean, not even the, the banging, just, like, how that goes, like, conversation. Oh, that you dumb know, like, conversation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's high, and he's just dummy. <laughs> he's all hyped up after a workout. <laughs> yeah, Kate, so uh, I did abs and glutes today. Yeah, man, cool. So you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all our conversations. They all end, like... And she, but she asks things too, like you know, so things that fuck? probably appealed to Chris Robinson. Like, do you ever wonder, like, <laughs> if you were a firefly, like, what color your light would be? <laughs> would you glow yellow or green? Do you ever wonder, <laughs> man, if you're just part of matter and like your soul is just part of the universe, and <laughs> if like one of those stars is actually your soul? And you're looking at it from, <laughs> from the earth. You ever wonder which one's yours? <laughs> uh, so we can have sex or what? <laughs> See, Chris Robinson, that's why she was with Chris Robinson longer than anyways. He'd be like, yeah, I thought that too. That's my star. Look right there, right next to the Big Dipper. Three stars over, one down. That's my star. That's my star. <laughs> oh my God, he actually had answers for <laughs> All her stupidity. He's the only one who answered questions. <laughs> But you know, as soon as A Rod like power fucked her, now that's all she wants are these big like, oh yeah, humongous athletes. Just a hard hitter. Because you know Chris Robinson probably cries and you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it, Kate Hudson having sex with. Bar- I don't think Baron Davis is laying there crying. He immediately no. gets her on all fours and gets to work. And yeah, exactly. Gets to work. You know, you know A Rod too. Just. 
no, I'm I'm gonna give it to you now because you know that's the only place where A Rod thinks he's the man because he's so used to everyone just talking smack about him. I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy, Kate. I'm your daddy, Hudson. Hudson. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your uh, coughing and your medicine. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Later, Ryan. And now I'm gonna welcome in Sam. And base. Hello. Uh, you guys miss Ryan. He was sick. He has uh, bronchitis. Oh. He sounds horrible, actually. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you listen back to the beginning of this podcast, you'll hear. So he sounds normal. Yeah, he sounds bad. We were talking about Kate Hudson. Did you guys see she's dating J.J. Watt? No, wow. We, we, Ryan and I recovered this, but just really quick. It's hilarious to me to go from Chris Robinson to J.J. Watt. Didn't she also date Alex Rodriguez? We just went through the whole list. Alex Rodriguez, Baron Davis, Owen Wilson, um, the guy from Baron you. Davis. Wait, wait, wait. Base, base his friend, Baron Davis? Oh, yeah, that's right, Base. Base, tell that story real quick. Well, the story was back when Jeremy Lin was uh, the insanity in New York. I tried to stand by his locker. To, uh, I was, I was, that's when I was fake covering sports. And I tried to stand by his locker to get in on the interview action. And I happened to be standing right next to Baron Davis. I just looked at him. I go, excuse me, man. And he goes, well, you're not excused. And I was like, excuse me. He goes, you're in my way. Get out. And started screaming at me in front of everybody. And then what did you say? Sorry, dude. No, I just said, I'm not going anywhere, man. You didn't say that to Baron Davis? Then it launched with a whole brouhaha. And then Jeremy Lin had to do the interview outside the locker room. He and I exchanged some funny looks, and that was about it. But sworn enemy he is. Wait, you said I'm not going anywhere to Baron Davis? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. He did. I, I remember because this, this is the same story he told years ago, so it checks out. That's, exactly That's probably why the whole team hated Jeremy. I think Honestly, I think they hated him because he was getting so much attention. Well, of course. And I think part of it is because he was Asian. I think it was. Well, I think. I think. I think now, you, now you're making a huge assumption. I think it was coming from a very racist place because. Well, I mean, I mean, Baron Davis. Did you just think we're talking? Didn't this start because we said he dated Kate Hudson? I mean, how racist could he be? Well, that, we know. Get, we, Sam, get, wait, hang on, hang on, Sam. Sam, 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 we already know that's not true. We know the most racist guys will have sex with other race women. We know that for sure. Right. We, yeah, we've, we've covered that a million times. Yeah, but, but, but you're making a large assumption by saying they're racist because Lynn is Asian. I, I I believe that the whole team was very upset that he was getting so much attention. I, I do okay, think it's true. Okay, you, let, me, let me ask you, Bates. You were actually there. Do you feel like there was a lot of animosity towards him because he was Asian? Well, at that very moment, I just felt a lot of animosity towards me. And that, yes, I thought was great. So, so, so we already established that they were anti-Semitic. But, <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did, they also, did they also they also hate Asians? Yeah. They also hate Asians. Well, the Holocaust jokes were, were all I could hear at that point. I really couldn't <laughs> yeah. hear anything else with that. So, Baze, you didn't end up fighting Baron Davis? No, but I tell you what, man, I would have loved if you would have thrown a hook and shot at me. I would have been the millionaire. Yeah, that would have been great. God, it would be so funny to see Baron Davis beating the shit out of Baze. He would have made you a celebrity overnight. <laughs> yeah, he definitely would have. Local and that guy, that guy's worth a lot of money. That would have been that would have been one of the better sure. punches I've taken in my life. Local freelance reporter Dan Levy got into a fight with Baron Davis because he quote wouldn't get out of his way when interviewing Jeremy Lin. He must be honestly though a guy like Baron Davis who has an ego who used to be a big star. He had to have been pissed off that 
you were crowding him to get into the Jeremy Lin shot. And he probably thinks that he's been in the game a lot longer and he deserves better. Oh, especially because four years before that, we were all crowded around Barrett Davis's line. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, so I bet part of that was just get get out of my way. I'm Baron Davis. Like, is um is Baron still in the NBA? No, he's trying to make a comeback though. I thought he was in the NBA, isn't he? No, he he, he retired like two three years ago. But there are reports that uh, I think he's blowing fun. He's trying to make a comeback. I remember something bad happened to Baron Davis, and I remember how happy you were. I think I sent you a text. Hey, your boy. You're like, yeah, good. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't remember what it was either, but I can admit I am very. I'll be looking forward to the day where that guy keeps doing wrong after wrong. Have you guys ever been caught in your car doing like a really gay dance? I guess you would say a really gay dance. Yeah. No, I've I, never. I've never got caught dancing in my car, but I have gotten caught like like really jamming out to a song in a what, really weird let, neighborhood. Let me ask you: What is a dance versus a gay dance? Because I was listening to Let's Put the X in Sex by Kiss. And I was doing one of, some of those Paul Stanley moves. Those, like, you know, from the videos. Yeah, but Paul Stanley. With your and head. You got busted? Yeah, and I was doing it, and then I looked over, and there was this woman looking at me. With kind of, not even like laughing at me, but just more of a, like, a disgusted look on her face. Did you tell her where yeah, you put your love the- gun? <laughs> I should have. I should have pulled out my love gun. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait a minute. Put your eyes down. You need to look at my love gun. Let's not, let's not, let's not call it a gay dance, though. I mean, that's, that's, that was an 80s asshole um, kind of dance. That wasn't a gay dance. That wasn't how gay people dance. That was how 80s flamboyant. Asshole rock stars dance. Well, I should say a flamboyant dance then. Have you ever yeah. been caught doing a flamboyant dance? Yeah, thank you. See no, that? I haven't actually. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really do a lot of dancing. What do you do? I, I have. I, I have been caught like jamming out the force of sugar on me in like a really rough neighborhood with everybody looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. It was one of those days when I was driving into work. It was like eighty degrees, and I was windows down, pounding on the steering wheel, and then. They are all looking at me like a funny guy, and I was like, oh, jeez. Sam, don't you ever have fun listening to music when you're on by yourself in the car? Or is it just business? Well, I mean, I, well no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of the people, I'm not one of those kind of, and this is not no insults who actually, like, sing and dance along where they make it about themselves. <laughs> I'm not one of I, 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 I don't mean that, I don't mean that in, a, in a negative way at all, but I'm, I like just listen and enjoy the music. I don't always Wait. have to be the performer. Wait, what do you mean they make it about themselves? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I like for example, I'm in the car with you sometimes, and like you sing a lot louder than the actual singer. No, when so, I'm in the car by myself, I said. Yeah, no. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't have the urge to sing along. I, I just like to listen and enjoy it. I don't have. I don't have an urge to sing along and like play along, like act like I'm holding a guitar. I, I, and that's not <laughs> an insult to those who do. It's fine if you like that. That's not a problem at all. I'm just saying, for me personally, I don't like to do that. You never think about like what Paul Stanley was doing in the video and start doing it? I don't. No, I don't. I don't think about how they act in the video. I don't do the, the, the choreographed dances. I don't <laughs> sing. I don't play air guitar. No, wait, wait. If, if, if you're in a really, really good mood and you hear a song like, oh, that's my jam, 
You don't sound like I'm, I'm, I guess I might like I might bob my head a little bit, but I, I don't really I, I never really sing along. I, I don't do that all, very often. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back. I've now. seen you at the Rage Against the Machine concert where you were rapping along, and then you had your fingers like going. When you rap, you I noticed you do. You some said stuff. in the car. It's a little bit different when you're actually at a live performance. You might get in some more, but in the car, I don't find myself rapping along. Um, I just don't. I'm sorry. I, you, I, you sound disappointed. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't find myself doing. So listen, I fail, to, I fail to believe it, man. When you're in a car and you're all by yourself and you're driving on the highway, and all of a sudden, like your song goes on, you don't start just jamming out to it. You just sit there bobbing your head, listening. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't listen to a lot of Def Leppard in the car. I, I don't. Sam, I Sam, don't know. Sam listens to music the way that we listen to PN, PSAs on menstrual cycles. I, I was going to say, I think maybe Sam just listens to a lot of NPR. It's, know, all, it's all business. Yeah, it's just a business hour. It's like listening, to, Sam yeah. listens to music the way we listen to audiobooks. Like, if you were in <laughs> yeah, school. I, and, I apologize for how I listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> to you guys, anyone else who's offended, any of the listeners who are offended. <laughs> I apologize. Just no no emotion. Just puts it in. Has to yeah, take yeah, in the information sorry. and that's it. Yeah. Sorry. If you've been listening to Def Leppard for 25 years and, you know, I haven't, I apologize for that as well. I didn't I, say Def Leppard. Fuck, I, I apologize for all of it. I was From doing... No, but yeah. I was doing the thing with my arms. Where I'm like, baby, let's put... The X in sex. I mean, you're the I, no, that, you're the only person listening to that. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> no one listens to that. Well, you know what happened? Let's I was put listening. The X in sex. What an awful title! What an awful, <laughs> what an awful dance. Well, I was the same. I'm telling you that that song that that's, that song is the reason why we have a wage disparity disparity in this country with women's wages. Why it's still seven and something dollar because of that one song. <laughs> That stopped all the increases in women's pay. That's probably true, actually. <laughs> the song. What Sam, an awful, here, awful. I'll, I'll, I'll explain why I listen to that song. You and I love these two Kiss videos for Who Wants to Be Lonely and All Night. We could agree on that, right? Yeah. We love them because they're so ridiculous. Yeah. So I found myself in the YouTube vortex where you start watching more Kiss videos. And that video was another ridiculous video. I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably watch it now after this. After we do this uh, episode today, yeah. So once I heard that, it. once I heard that song, I'm like, oh man. And then yeah. I was playing the songs in my car, and then I was just thinking about the video and dancing along. One thing led to another. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one thing led to another, and here I was doing the X, doing the X sign in the car. Yeah, <laughs> when, that would when, be a pretty disturbing. When, <laughs> when Paul Stanley said. Um, uh, Love's like a muscle and you make me wanna flex. I flex See, my off arm. Lyric. That was just that was bad music. That really was. <laughs> that was just bad sexist. Although Abe, you and I music. did Abe, you and I did get busted when we were in your car and we were jamming out to about Michael Jackson's human nature and the lady that was, I was driving the cab were—they were definitely giving. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Basie and I were driving to Jersey Mike's to get <laughs> disgusting subs, and we were playing Human Nature. And, and uh, you're right; the woman was laughing and looking over at us. Oh, yeah, they were like, "Tell us this is Human Nature," like yeah. as loud as they could. And I was like, "Oh, oh that's yes, that's yeah, yeah." That Which, would be funny to hear you two singing along <laughs> in an animated fashion of that song. Oh, windows down, screaming. Yeah. But she was into it, wasn't she? Wasn't she, like, giving us, like, the approval, like, she was down with it? Yeah, she was giving us, like, you guys are funny kind of a look. 
but like she wanted to be in the back seat type look. Uh, it's probably. I, I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever gotten that yeah. comfortable of it, but yeah. I'm sure, sure. Like she wants to roll with us. All right, why not? Reaching out to the night night. For once won't hold me tonight. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how angry Sam is about everything. I know. He can't even celebrate good music. I don't like well, to, I don't bob my head and make any kind of movement with my body. No, I inhale, no, I inhale the music. No. To me, music is like oxygen. I inhale it. I never said, I, I never said I inherited like oxygen. You say inherit? Inhale. I inhale. I said inherit. No, I said, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to rewind this now and let you hear it. Yeah. This has never been done before. Hang okay. On. Let's see, how could I do this? <laughs> I'll just, right, listen, well, just listen back to it. I said inhale. All I don't right. think I could it do sounded, it. Sounded like, base, what did that sound like to you? Did that sound like inhale or inherit? No, he said inhale. Boom, bitch. Good. It's like oxygen. I inhale it. It's my, yeah. it's my music is my religion. It's, no, I never. I, I don't know. I, I've never. I've never said something that cliche. I bet that at the altar of my music. Dude, this is this is this is this is almost this kind of. What he's saying now, this kind of was what I was going to talk about when he started talking about music was, I don't like to even talk about music with people like Abe, because Abe is one of those people, like a lot of people our age, who get offended by somebody who doesn't like the same bands they liked when they were 18. <laughs> so, like, if you, you make a recommendation, or you try to recommend a new song, or a new album, or an artist, it's almost like this, you get offended, then you get made fun of about it. Hey, the hear the new one for the Dingleberries? Exactly. That's, and that's what's <laughs> it. It, it. It's always the Dingleberries. And you, you haven't know, heard I, you haven't heard point of the return. You know, for me because I'm not, because I'm not like um, completely up in arms about the GNR reunion. These guys think there's something wrong with me because yeah, I'm not right. as excited. You were really excited about that about a overweight Axl Rose sitting in a chair on stage <laughs> selling <laughs> twenty one price levels up to eighteen hundred dollars because that turns me off. There's something wrong. I'd rather spend my money on artists who actually care about their fans. That's the problem. Like the Dingleberries. Like the Dingleberries, yes. The Dingleberries will never let you <laughs> They're down. doing a show at the Wheel Well. No, I, you know what it is? And you, won't, you, won't me, you know what Dave, honestly? You won't hear recommendations from me anymore. You won't hear me talk about new bands. I, I don't bother with people anymore. Most people, because they don't care. Unless it's about... I want to I I know you, new music. Yeah, Unless right. About, you don't want any new music. <laughs> Although my, my days haven't gone much further than regulator, but we can do it. Not only, you know, you're not one of those people who would get offended by it. So I, I'm, I'm, you're not, you're not included in this conversation because you would never respond in, you would never respond as being offended by me mentioning a new band. You're not, you're not, I'm, I, I, you're, you're not part of this. So I, I'm not. This is not geared towards you. This is geared Thank towards you. Abe and many others, friends of mine. Actually, most of my friends are part of this category. Actually. Now, before um, Sam continues, I will remind everyone that Sam used to have a T-shirt that said "Limp Biscuit is better than everybody." Yes, exactly, and that's what I mean. When I was eighteen, I was, <laughs> but I'm thirty-five now. You're twenty-five. Thirty-five, I oh. said. I'm not lying about my age. I'm thirty-five. <laughs> He's twenty-five. Uh, I I have had this theory. To be honest, Sam, I think you uh, totally blow this theory away. As I'm not true, but I have a theory that most people after the age of like thirty-three are almost incapable of enjoying newer music. They're just kind of... Oh, no, Whatever I enjoyed that, before, 
I mean, I find myself all the time going, I don't know if I like this new stuff. I'd rather just listen to stuff I've always liked. And it's, it's weird no, that 33 has been that capper. You're, you're, you're right, but the difference is it's actually more like 21. It's not 33. It's more like 21. Most people, they stop listening to new music at a certain age. Usually it's early 20s. And over time, this resentment grows about... It's actually a very interesting thing. I almost want to like do some kind of study on this. Like, why? I don't hate new why music. Do, why do people? Not I just don't only, like the music you listen to. Why do you know? It, people people <laughs> keep watching new television shows. They keep watching new movies, other forms of art. But when it comes to music, not only do they stop listening to new music, but they actually start getting offended by new music and new artists. Well, it's some kind and of connection fact, you have to the music you grew up with. In fact, yeah, but it, it's weird. I, I want to understand why that is. The why that is with music. I'll give you an example. There's a band called the Deftones, right? They've been around for a long time, like 20 years. They have a new album that came out, and, I'm, and I don't send recommendations a lot because I know people don't like to hear them. They get mad. They get mad when I suggest a new band they might like. They get mad when I suggest a new song. They don't like how the artist looks. They don't like their jeans. You know, they just get really offended. They don't like their jeans. It. It's always, it, it, it really, it's really an uncomfortable situation when I recommend a new artist. <laughs> but the Deftones, I'm like, you know, the Deftones, that's a band that people like from back in back when we were teenagers, so... They have a new album out, and it's got like critical acclaim. And I've sent a couple people recommendations, and they're like, "Oh, like I'm just not into that anymore." Like, look at those guys. It's just, it's just the, the responses are just really disappointing. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, no one will listen to a new Def Leppard album either. It has yeah, nothing to do with Leopard the Deftones. They're not making relevant music like the Deftones are. But, and, and again, that's that's all I'll say about that. But I'm just saying I don't understand why it is. It deserves academic study. Is my point. Yeah. I guess because you get to a certain age, you don't want to grow with something. You rather just listen to stuff that you know are hits and put you in a good mood immediately. You know it's weird, isn't it, guys? Like, I mean, it's not like everybody our age only watches American Pie. I mean, they they, they watch new movies and they don't they don't yeah. always watch. It is you know, true. People people they're in right. It's kind of like when you see someone at a concert and they're wearing an outfit from that era. That's when they stop doing everything. Yeah. So, like, if you see a guy at a Def Leppard concert and he's still wearing, you know. Uh, a, you know that '80s a mullet, the '80s outfit. That's when he pretty much stopped evolving. No, look, look. I went to uh, I went to a concert this week. Uh, it was a popular band from the '80s. Um, you know, very big band at the time, and they're still really big. Um, but the fans, I just felt so out of place at the show, and I love the band. Who Iron Maiden? What Iron Maiden? Yes, I went to see Iron Maiden. They're a great band. Always have been, and, and one of my favorite bands in that era. And I went to see Iron Maiden, and their fans were just... I just felt very un- uncomfortable. Around well, them. you can't judge a band by their fans, because a lot of those new bands you like, Sam, you I'm would not, hate I'm their not fans, too. The band, uh, I'm not judging the band, <laughs> but the point, is, is that, the point is that those fans were so unwelcoming to, to like people who didn't look like them and who liked other music. It was just... It was a very... It was a very uh, angry... Um, very, not very welcoming... Yeah, very, well, the problem like, with Iron Maiden fans, kind of a, a lot of them, all they're all they're worried about is screaming "Maiden rules" and they puke and they scream. Like that's all they care about. That's their well, life. Bruce Dickinson <laughs> made a comment towards the end of the show about how it was really cool to see that he's in Chicago and there's such a diverse crowd. And it really wasn't that diverse, by the way. But he's like, "This is how it should be," and I've never seen this kind of diversity in Chicago. And it's great to see all these different flags and people of different creeds. And I, I swear there was like a. There was like a mild boo when he said that in the crowd. Nah, man. Fuck that, man. We don't want diversity, man. We just want Maiden the way it should be, man. Power slave, man. 
So <laughs> I won't blame the band for their fans. I mean, they make good music and it's not their fault, but, um, you know, I'm putting Maiden fans on. If you go to some of these newer on, bands and there's on, on a, watch right a bunch of douchebags with man <laughs> buns and everything else, V-neck shirts and uh, like deep V-necks with, uh, you but know. See, that's a stereotype. And no, but so, so wait, Sam, but so, so is Iron Maiden stereotype. I mean, I was actually at the show. But I've actually been at shows, too, where I see guys I named Fern. I <laughs> There's some guy named Fern with, like, uh, a fedora on. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love I love the Lucia's. Alusha's one of the best bands since 2011. <laughs> you don't know who the Lucia's are? Yeah, but see, you're, you're stereotyping. Now, I'm saying from experience, at the Iron Maiden concert, this is what I was around for three yeah. hours for these people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of the metal crowd either. We went to the Slayer concert, and we, we cover that in detail on this podcast. So... Well, I went to a Led Zeppelin cover band. Let me tell you, those people have not left. <laughs> I mean, there's they no problem. Like, hey, they're that- like six years old, ponytail, like you know, fuck Vietnam shirts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, once those people die off, are the hipster type guys? Are they going to still be hipsters when they're older, hanging out and checking out their bands? Yeah, but see, why do you keep turning it back to the hipsters? Why do you why do you keep doing that? Yeah, they're they're hey, they're just another category too. They're but, another group too that will probably be bitter and tears. Why do you keep turning it back to them? You obviously have a problem with them. Oh, I, I hate hipsters. I'll tell you, I, I feel much more welcome around those people than I do around Slayer fans. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Slayer fans, I feel like just putting my head down, honestly, like the whole time, so I, I don't look at anybody the wrong way. Sam's, Sam's walking with flip flops on. Get him! <laughs> Kick his ass! <laughs> they just throw a beer out of him and he walks in. Yeah. They just him and he just gets in the face of the beer right away. Go home! Go back to Starbucks. Yeah. There was one thing I forgot to mention about the Iron Maiden show I wanted to add. Um, there was a guy sitting behind me and I was with uh, Rachel and she actually, I noticed this guy, he looked, he had this like crazy, he looked like um, Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket, like at the very end. <laughs> he was about to blow his brains out and everyone else around him. But um, he had this look in his eyes, so I just didn't make one of the eye contact. But Rachel, at some point during the show, and he was a headbanger too, so he had this very long hair. And he kept, he kept headbanging, and his hair kept like getting on, he kept headbanging on me, so his hair Ugh. kept getting it was, it was gross. But Oh, he was behind was, you? Yeah, right behind me. So later on in the show, Rachel, like, pulls me away. And I was like, what? And she just, like, comes over to the guy. He had puked on him. And no one's going to believe this, but this happened. He had puked on himself during the show. Puked on his shirt and just did not even stop. He still had banging it. All this puke ran out of his shirt on his leg. And literally, the puke actually got onto my chair. I was standing up. But Rachel pulled me about two seats down. Um, just disgusting. You mean it got and, on the back he, of your chair or actually on your chair? It actually got, it was dripping off of his shirt and like his mouth and it dripped onto my chair. So there were a couple of, uh, you sure none of it got on your back or anything? I'm positive because Rachel had pulled me away and I wasn't sitting. I was actually kind of, I was, I was like pressed <laughs> up on the, almost on the next aisle. So I, I wasn't on the chair, but in case I was going to sit down. Um, just gross. And he, and he kept buying beer the rest of the show. Just didn't stop. <laughs> and that's, 
That's Iron Maiden fans, unfortunately. And it's unfortunate because no, Iron Maiden are. It's not all a lot of them. It was a, a lot. I was very like I said. I, I expected Maiden fans to be of a, of a one caliber above a Slayer fan. We were at Slayer, like we talked about. That was a very you know very sad sight. Um, the Slayer fans. <laughs> and I was. I expected more out of Maiden fans. I don't know. Maiden seems like they have a more positive message. I don't know what it is, but the Maiden fan was no better than the Slayer fan. The best is he um, just pukes, and then nothing changes in his demeanor. He was, just continues like, to headbang. <laughs> well, you know, when you puke on yourself and continue headbanging, that means that it's happened before. This isn't the first time. Well, like, we we were talking, and we said we don't we don't think he was aware that he puked on himself. Did Rachel actually like, see him puke, or she just saw the puke on his shirt? Well, like, Rachel just she did. She doesn't really like the shit. She doesn't really like Iron Maiden, or doesn't like him at all, actually. And I, I don't think she was paying much attention to the show. She was actually just kind of like people watching. So I think she noticed it right when it happened. <laughs> so so that, that means he, at every concert, probably, this guy just drinks until he's ready to puke, pukes yeah. on himself, and just keeps drinking. Yeah, part of, part of me felt bad for the guy. He obviously has a lot of issues in his life, um, that he was drinking like that and puking on himself. But... Um, Part of me was also very disgusted. I'm starting to realize, though, every concert I go to, and it doesn't matter if it's a John Mellencamp concert, it could be any band. I mean, even a band you wouldn't imagine. There's people like that at every concert who are puking on themselves. Yeah, that's true. Every, I mean, every band, new bands, everything, a country band, anything you could think of, there's a ton of people puking on themselves. Well, I could, I would imagine at a country show, there's probably a lot of it. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to country music or go to country shows, but I would imagine. Country fans puke on themselves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. If anyone listening well, to this... It seems, it seems like whenever like, somebody's at their concert, they find the need to, like, I'm going to party all out because this band is here. And they go to, like, more of an excuse than they ever would. Exactly, yes. That's true. Like, okay, I love, this, I love this band so much. You know what? I'm going to slam a 12-pack in the parking lot with <laughs> the biggest joint before the opening act gets yeah. done. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just play it out from there. I will not end this evening until there is puke on my shirt. That's one yeah. thing I never understood. People who go to concerts or any kind of event, how do you get completely shit-faced before? Don't you want to enjoy the music? Or do you need yeah. to be that messed up to enjoy it? I guess some people have to be messed up to enjoy it. I mean, I've went to concerts yeah. with people yeah. who walk in, all they want to do is get fucked up, and, and they're missing all their favorite songs to keep buying more beers. And they're always yeah. like, hey, dude, you in? And they show you, like, a cooler that they have of, like, by the light. And you're like, dude. Yeah. And then they pull out a flask. Can we at least, can we at least, can we at least wait till the first act? <laughs> can we listen to one song before you faint? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we listen to one oh, song before you're on the ground? <laughs> no, bro. I like, to, I like to listen down here. Yeah. Can we listen to one song before the bouncers bounce your ass out of here? Before yeah. people not drinking or sitting up? Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh... At the gym. Actually, base, it was that day that you worked out with me when you came later. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a guy at the gym, and he told his friend, oh, hey, take some pictures of me for my Tinder page while he was uh, curling. What? Yeah. So he's with another guy, and he's like, hey, man, can you take some pictures of me for my Tinder page while he was, like, curling? Oh, God. Do is there does anything look more ridiculous than a guy working out and then his friend taking pictures? And I've seen it, Sam. Sam, you've seen it before, right? I've seen a lot of that on social media. A lot of guys posing, sweaty poses in the gym. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Don't you? It, don't you think less about the person? Don't you wish? If, that, I, was, if I was a woman, I, I wouldn't. I don't know what, what how I'd feel about that guy if that's how he wanted to present himself on Tinder. Like just a picture of his calves. Let's check yeah. these out. Didn't you know some guy? Um, some calf guy was that? Yeah, he'd always post pictures of his calves. We talked about yeah, some calf guy where he'd work out and it would just be all like calf pictures on Facebook. Really yeah. weird. And he had really like weird. he had a tattoo of like something real stupid on his calf. Was he like completely deformed besides his calves? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think he was fat, and then he he. And well, he I can see it. he deformed. Fat fat isn't deformed. But any any fat guy, they all love their calves, and they all wear shorts. That's why huge fat guys wear shorts like eleven months out of the year. Because for some reason they think that they're calves. Because if you're 400 pounds, for some reason your calf, huge, unless you have those, um, you know, those tube legs that just go straight down. Like me. No, but you're not fat. I'm talking about obese people that like no, I that are I, bedridden where their legs look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, I guess you would say. Yeah. But unless you're at that complete obese level, you know. You, your calves still look like they have some type of muscle to them. So that's why really fat people who aren't completely obese, they love showing those off. And they always get tattoos on them because that's the one area. I, I, what you're saying is the calf is the one part that doesn't look completely disproportionate when you're heavier. I mean, it is gross, I guess, but you know, it looks, you could see, they always like flex it so you could see some kind of muscle, but it's really just because of all the fat. But it's, it's the one part of the body that could actually look like you actually built it most just eating to that level. Yeah, if you flex, if oh. you're fat and you flex your calf, it actually still looks like some kind of muscle. Well, I Probably you guys showing me pictures of this guy with these calf workouts where it was like his Facebook post where it would just be like 20 pictures of his calves like doing all these different calf flexes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all this sweat. And you could tell he was like spraying them down. It was his, pro- his profile picture was his calves. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what... <laughs> What happens in your life that you get to the point where, like, you just want to be known for your calves? And how do you even, like, I'm thinking about it right now. How do you even take a picture of your calves? Do you make someone else take it? Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. (laughs) Do you ever, like, you're at the gym. Someone says, hey, can you spot me? You know, if they're lifting something heavy. Hey, bro, uh, would you mind taking a picture of my calves? I'm doing a Facebook spread of these calves. Yeah. You do about 20 times. And, and, okay, so if someone asked you to do that, would you, first of all, would you do it? Probably not. I would, right? no, I would, no, I would But wouldn't. let's, let's say, let's say you, you were, you were feeling spicy and you said, okay, fine. Okay. And you take the first picture. He's like, no, no, bro, get, get a few more. Get a few, let me put one leg up on yeah. this bench. You, me, have half, you have half an hour. I want to do a bunch of different Could stuff. you get a little bit lower with the camera? Because I really want to get the definition. Yeah. And you know that wasn't an iPhone. You know that was like a... A cricket? Like a 15-year-old camera, too. Yeah, with like a one megapixel or whatever. Yeah, What's one of those, like, <laughs> those instant shooters. Yeah. Because I remember the pictures were very grainy. Yeah, like the flip phone cameras? Yeah. Like, I think they were like, yeah, I think it was almost like a Polaroid where he actually <laughs> were taking Polaroids, and then he was having a picture with a camera phone, snapped the Polaroids from the camera phone. I was thinking about this. When I saw that, and I saw another guy at the gym. Had, have you seen those speakers? They're like Bluetooth speakers that just play music. They look like cones. Kind of like that Amazon thing that Amazon. Oh, I, yeah. What's it called? Amazon. Wait, somebody had one at the gym? Yeah. Like, and, wait, what's the thing called? Though, the Amazon? No, wait, like I'll explain Yako? in a second. But what's the Amazon? Yakko? No, it's is called. That what it is? It's, it's a girl's name. Girl's name. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know, I know what you're talking about, though. They're, they're like 
they're like small cylinders that play music. They're almost like a mini like boombox almost that plays digital music. You stream music to it. Yeah, maybe it is the Amazon Echo. But but there's another thing with like a girl's name. The, oh, Alexa, that's it, Alexa. Okay. Yeah, Alexa. I think Alexa, I think Alexa is the theory inside the Echo, I'm pretty sure. Oh, but, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, hey, Alexa, turn my lights on or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's the Amazon. Uh, this says it's called the Amazon Tap. Okay, well, whatever it's called, I don't know. It has TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, Spotify. But anyways, so there was a guy playing his music out of one of those while he was working out. Just disturbing everybody with his own music? Yep. No headphones? And there were like four people around Wow, and, how and, accurate is that? And I've seen this redneck guy that always works out by the boxing, uh, like the, the punching bags and stuff, and he actually has a boom box that he listens to while he's working wow. out. So let me guess, he's listening to Corn. Exactly. Right. <laughs> he was listening to I think I honestly think he was listening to Power Man five thousand when okay. worlds when worlds collide. And then the and guy the other was, guy was the other guy was listening to like Method Man and Red Man, right? I swear to God, that's exactly right. He was listening to some kind of rap. I, it, it was actually something shittier <laughs> than that, but it was some kind of rap and he was trying to look cool and he had all like four people with him. Wow. And, so when I saw that and the guy with the Tinder pictures, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be awesome to hire Brock Lesnar or someone like Brock Lesnar and you just pay him all day to work out, but included in his job is to check people like that. Like if he saw that yeah, speaker, oh, sure. he would yeah. just kick it and say, turn that shit up. But but not, yep. even, not even ask him. Walk up to those guys, yeah. five guys, and just kick the speaker down yeah. the gym. So I, I'd pay good money to have an hour with one of those like steroid freaks to do that. What? Could, how awesome would that be, though? Because what are you going to do to Brock Lesnar? No, nothing. The guy on Tinder, Brock Lesnar grabs you'll him. Probably, by the- you'll probably, you'll probably comply. Well, you know, though, you might get shot though. Yeah, so you might what? You might get shot in the end. Well, that's true, but I don't think Brock Lesnar cares about that. No, and and I'm sure he could take a lot of bullets actually. You might not be able to afford Lesnar, but somebody who's Lesnar-esque. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Some yeah. huge beast. Yeah. I'm going to pay you all day. I'm going to pay you a real salary. Your whole job is to work out, which you want to do anyway. Yeah. But you have to check people. So the guy's talking about Tinder. You grab him by the throat, throw his phone on the ground, kick yeah. his, kick the speaker down, yeah. down the gym. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. Throw the speaker through a window. Yeah, but not not even, hey, turn that off. You just immediately act. And no one's going to do Like, Sam, could you imagine going up to five guys and kicking their speaker? No, I could never do it. <laughs> I, 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 I would get killed. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar doing it? What are you going to no, do to him? Okay. No, that would be great. And then, I then, would definitely pay for, I'd pay for those services for sure. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. I, would. I um, like that idea. Another One thing, of your better ideas. Another thing at the gym... Um, I the thing I hate about the gym is bumping into people, and then you have to have a, a, a stupid conversation about like, "Hey, what's up, man? What are you up to?" And then you see that same oh, person, like people you know, yeah, but people like acquaintances that you barely talk to, yeah. And and I was telling my friend Joe that it's like a tree in the road. It's like there's nothing you could do about it. It takes a while to get past the obstruction, and then. And then you can move on, but it, it, there's not like a tree in the road. You can't, it, it's going to mess you up in some way. If right. you have to take another route, if you have to get out, move the tree, whatever you have to do. That's how people are to me at the gym that I, I bear, that I've seen once every 10 years or you well, let me s- ask you this. So I'm sure you employ this method first. If you see somebody, you, you probably go the other way or you put your head down. If you, not if you bump them, if you, them, you don't, 
don't you don't yell across the gym like if you see somebody you know no you don't want to talk no, to right? no 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 I put my head down and go to another machine hoping they okay. don't see me. The problem with you is like I think you're a little bit too nice. Like I've, I've seen you try to, I've seen you converse with people who I could tell you didn't want to be around, but you still you'll go ahead and you'll ask all your questions and <laughs> act like care. And that's the problem. That's, 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 why, that's, that's why in the end, they're like, oh, yeah, we should hang out. And then you have to like, exchange numbers. And then knowing you actually would go hang out with them. When they talk to you, they're like, Even the man, whole time Sam's an like, asshole. <laughs> exactly. But if, you, but if you establish the first time that you really don't want to be around them, yeah, they won't bug you again. Like, And the next time you see them, they won't even say anything. They'll just walk right past you. They'll, they'll actually bump into you. Yeah. <laughs> the other solution the other solution to your problem is to actually move away from everybody you know. So then there's no chance of... Like move, move, move to another city. Yeah, move to another city. Move, you know, at least move 30, 40 miles away um, so that you'll never see most of those people again. But the problem is um, that, okay, fine, you bump into them the first time, and they're like, so what have yeah. you been up to, man? And then you tell them, and then you see... If there's people I work with now that every time they come <laughs> up to me, they say, I work with them. So what's been up, man? What, what's new? Yeah. How's the show? How's like wait, wait, didn't we have the same conversation two days ago? <laughs> I mean literally the same conversation two days ago. Uh, I work with you, I see you every yeah. day. Just say hi and move on. Yeah, I think some people like they don't even realize what they're asking. It's just like this like small talk. It's almost they're almost like pre programmed to ask the same questions, like what's been going on? And it's like, well, How's you know family? we work together, yeah. The I don't family. have family. Um, <laughs> you know all these answers. No family. What's been going on? The same thing that's going on with you because we work together. What's going on this weekend? Nothing involving you. I mean, it's just like, you know, if they would really listen to what they're asking, it, it, it would be the, the whole, it's just a very futile exercise. It wouldn't be necessary. Yeah, they would realize that it's complete bullshit. Yeah. All their questions. Yeah. So, uh, what, you still talk to uh, Jorge? Yeah. Nope. See you later. <laughs> oh, what, what, what's, uh, 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 you still working at Walmart? Nope. I was 16 back then. I work with you. I've been working with you for two years. Yeah, that, that's when I was 16. Uh, uh, and then yeah. what, what I do now is I always say, um, like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or something. That's how I get out of those conversations. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I, for me, I, pretty much, I, I recognize I don't like most people from my past, so I just really try to avoid them. A good tip like, is if, like if you're talking to someone annoying – Set the alarm on your phone for one minute. Like, act like you're texting while you're talking to him. Set the alarm for one minute. Turn the ringer on, then answer it. And then you could. Oh, I gotta take this. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Doesn't that look? Doesn't that look suspect if you have to pull your phone and set an alarm while they're just starting the conversation? That's, well, that's- well, no. You act like you're responding to a text. People see. That's the beauty of it. Is that people reply to texts all day. So I'm just replying to a text, and then, oh, there's that call I was waiting for. Yeah. Oh, I got to take yeah. this. And the worst yeah. is if you say that and they follow you. Or if they, if, they, <laughs> if, they, if, they don't, if they don't, like, disperse, if they stay in that same area. Oh, cool, man. I'll be, like, if they're in your office or by your desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I'll be right here. <laughs> then, you have, that, then you almost have to go in the bathroom and wait it out and hope, like, yeah. man, did you walk away yet? <laughs> <laughs> like how much? How much longer do I have to hang out in here before what, he leaves? What, what a process! <laughs> now, if it was you, though, see that's the beauty about being you in some ways. Yeah, you make it very clear. Like you're—that's why they call you Sammy the Skunk. 
Yeah. You'll, well, you'll no, turn no, your no, tail. They, they, they don't call me that. You call me that. Well, they, 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 they put their tail up. You put your tail up, you spray, yep. and you make it very yep. clear you're not welcome. Yeah, that's why there, for me there is no they. I don't really talk to many people. I mean, I've pretty much <laughs> alienated. I, along the way, I've alienated almost everybody I've known. That. So, <laughs> it's always, when I... When I see people, it's always these very awkward conversations. It's usually, like we go in and they're like already offended by something that happened in the past. <laughs> so it's, that's why I really try to avoid all social communication with people. Uh, but but do you think you're do you, like, do you feel like you're missing out on anything by not talking? No, to not at all. No, I feel a lot better actually. <laughs> I actually get depressed when I see them. There is something we said about cutting all the drama and bullshit out of your life. So yeah. if any any person in your life brings any type of drama in, you just cut them out. And and exactly. you, really, you I mean, because think about it. Like you yourself, yeah. you and I both. Whatever you say about me, you and I bring no drama into situations, no. right? Yeah, like no. we come in, like oh, let's go to an Iron Maiden concert, right? And then someone else is like, uh, my boyfriend did this or whatever. My whatever. There's always something. So no, it's true. I mean, that's why I talk to you. I mean, because I have no problem cutting family out too. I mean, it, that's not a problem. For me. So <laughs> you're definitely you're you're like me in that sense. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel like you bring baggage to the equation. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're very different, but you you're definitely we're on the same page when it comes to that. That's a funny sure. statement. I have no problem cutting out family too. So. I don't. No, I definitely don't. Not at all. I, I've done it. I do it all the time. <laughs> no problem. Zero problem. I say that. I say that honestly. And everyone, you know, people people don't be afraid if you have a problem with people in your family. Just completely cut cut them off at the back. Like honestly, though, it, it, it so just it's very because, therapeutic. And 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 there is something we said about that because even if they are in your family, why does that right. mean you have to be connected to them? Because I know a lot of sure. people who have the biggest piece of garbage cousins or brothers or whatever, and they're, they're oh he stole from my mom again, but you know it's my brother. Yep. It's like what? Yep. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he, he stole. stole he's, oh, he stole her tax money again. Yeah. Oh no, he used it for crack. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? Um, where Jared Leto's character every every week would steal his mom's TV and sell it to the same pawn shop, <laughs> yeah. and then she'd have to go buy it back. <laughs> like, I heard a story this weekend about somebody in our family who's this not you know like distant distant cousin, yeah, who's kind of doing something like that. Um. It actually, it wasn't. You know, I think that it wasn't even family. It was actually a friend of family. But somebody. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after the call. Um, it was actually so. Yeah, it was a friend of. It was a close friend of family. Um, but anyways, if that was my family, I'd have no problem just cutting them off entirely because there's no reason for that when you're 45 years old. You know, there's just no reason. No reason to be that way. You steal yeah. from your mom on a weekly basis, like. You deserve to be completely cut off from everybody you know. Yeah, and at some point, it's like, you know, that, that, you, you try to help people, but at some point, yeah, you have it, to do that. You're, you're, at some point, you're just enabling them. Because if they have no empathy for you or any empathy for your life situation, and they keep stealing your TV every week to buy drugs, they need to be cut off completely. It's like someone who gets cheated on, and then they stay with the guy. It's like, well... That's a little bit different. I mean, if it happens every week. No, I'm saying if it happens multiple back. times, they're like, yeah. well, you know, it's my fault too. No, it's not. Not really. But I mean, there, there are, you know, you you just have to, if there's some if there's some negativity in your life, 
you have to figure out a way to get it out because all it does is drag you down. Yeah, I agree. And then you get sucked into all their shit. Like if you if you have like me, right? I walk in, there's nothing, right? I could sit here, there's no I, I bring nothing with me. So why do I have to listen to oh, I'm having yeah, a problem I mean, with my I, cousin I, I and we all we all have issues in life, but I think when you I think when you make your issues everyone else's issues, then you have to really check yourself because you're just you're making everybody else's life harder. Like I have issues in life as, as we all do, but I, I try not to put that on everybody else. I mean, I try really hard. I mean, I you know I guess on occasion it'll happen, but I don't go out of my way to make my problems your problems and vice versa. Yeah. You mentioned the Iron Maiden concert earlier. I, I forgot to ask this. Did you notice any ticket scalpers? Because it was sold out, right? They're actually, you know, it's funny you mention that. I noticed quite a bit of ticket scalpers, more than I've seen in a long time. So, um, so wait. So here's my question: Why aren't ticket scalpers more technologically savvy? Like, why don't they have like a PDF download and say, "Let me email it to your phone" and stuff like that? You know what I think it is. I, the, the only thing I say about the Iron Maiden show is it was at the United Center, and. United Center is actually near like three like brick and mortar ticket resellers. But see, like those guys are always hanging around there. I mean, I, I've been to other shows like at smaller venues around Chicago where I never see scalpers anymore. But for whatever reason, over there, there's quite a bit. Um, to answer your question, I guess that's why they're ticket scalpers. I mean, I, I don't know if you're tech savvy, maybe you'd find a better career than scalping tickets outside of the United Center, but... <laughs> no, but I was just wondering, like, you know, the way everything's so digital now, these guys are still... They're the only people who actually have hard tickets. Like, every... Like, <laughs> you, you, pre, you pretty much know someone yeah. bought scalp tickets if they have a hard ticket. Because no one really yeah, uses hard funny. tickets anymore. True. And And the whole thing with, like, the sheet of paper that you get... You know, your tickets on a sheet of paper. So you could just print out ten of them, make copies, and sell them. And if you're selling them outside yeah, the arena, I mean, right. so, so really, what, actually, so, so really buying tickets off of scalpers these days is very, very dangerous. Um, and, and I mean, I guess, you know, you almost answered your own question, though. Maybe maybe people who buy from scalpers frequently know that if they buy, they don't buy hard tickets, there's a really good chance it's a counterfeit ticket. Well, you remember printed, when, when people would printed, actually, people would actually make barcode. fake, people would actually make fake tickets, like yeah. real tickets. Our, our cousin bought Lollapalooza tickets. And he got screwed that way. He bought some kind of fake ticket. Because remember back in the day, they, they would just rip the tickets. Now they actually scan the ticket. Yeah, no. Uh, one time I had fake tickets. Um, I mean, I didn't make them. But um, there was actually um, there was a concert at the Riviera. Maybe, maybe I was in my early 20s. It was that Tool were making like their big comeback. And they did a concert at the Riv. And at the time, Tool were like, the biggest band in America. And it was a huge concert. And my friend got us tickets. And they looked, when he, when he showed me the tickets, I was like, oh my God, these look fake. And I never had seen fake tickets. But sure enough, when we got to the front, like, they're like, these are actually counterfeit tickets. Um, so yeah, people were actually making tickets back then. So you, did, you didn't get in? No, we didn't get in. We actually ended up going out to the alley and listening in the alley to the show. Um, and there were, it's funny because there must have been like a huge rash of counterfeit tickets because there were like 500 people in the alley listening to the show, <laughs> inclu- including, including um, Steve-O and Chris Pontius from Jackass. They were outside? Yeah, they were outside in the alley. It was really weird. That's funny. But, I mean, if I, like, couldn't we revolutionize the, the ticket scalping business and, like, be out there and say, hey, let me email it to your phone? Like, make everything very legit. 
Like, okay, give me a Chase quick pay for the $190. Yeah, but I think scalping is not legit. I mean, so, like, I don't think they, they, they want to have a digital trail. I just but don't know how I don't know how you could buy a sheet of paper from someone. Hey, knowing, I mean, hey, do you, would you really trust giving your all your personals to a ticket scalper outside the United Center? Your email <laughs> and your phone and passwords and all that. Yo, uh, I'm just gonna need your your Yahoo password. Uh, uh, give me the last four of your social. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will say this: it is funny how that form of scalping is still considered to be illegal when. You have all this other legal scalping, like StubHub. Well, that's how everything is. Well, drugs are illegal until, until cities make it legal. Resell tickets on their website now. That's all fine and dandy, but you can't actually have a legit old-school scalper out, out in front of the arena selling tickets. That's As so- a matter of fact, you know the Cubs, they sell a ton of their tickets right to scalpers, and they get a cut of that money. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. In fact, uh, we were just talking about Guns N' Roses, and I was looking at the at their, uh, ticket... Uh, 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 availability for the first show at the Soldier Field. Um, I could not believe the amount of scalp tickets that were on Ticketmaster. And literally, like, what, you know, the show went on sale at a certain time, and 10 minutes later, there were 5,000 tickets. You cannot tell me that people bought their tickets and already put them up. Those were tickets no. already provided by Ticketmaster Live Nation to the secondhand site. I mean, it's really, it's really oh, yeah. disgusting. Yeah, no, they sell them tickets and they get another cut. So it's like they're making even more money off the tickets. That's so ridiculous. I want to go back to the days when you waited in line for concert tickets. You ripped the ticket. But I guess you get screwed either way. There's always, Anytime there's a way to make easy money, someone's going to figure it out. Well, like what Radiohead are doing for their current tour. And I know that's another band people don't like. So I'm, I'm just I'm illustrating a point. People love Radiohead. They're headlining Lollapalooza. Um, what they're doing though is they're actually um, they're actually requesting besides Lollapalooza because that's a festival. They're actually requesting that if you buy a ticket, you provide an ID, um, and then you have to actually show your ID at the door of the show. And people are pissed off about that because they don't want they feel like it's an invasion of privacy. But at the same time. Radiohead are trying to ensure that people who actually buy the tickets are the ones who are going to the show. So what if you're so, okay, so, so, so what if you're a 15 year old kid and your mom buys you the tickets? Your mom has to come and show her ID. Well, somebody has to have you have to have an ID to get into the show. That's stupid. Um, it's not stupid because think about the prices of the tickets. If they're trying to sell all tickets at one price, fifty or sixty dollars, to their loyal fans. That's so nice of them to only, to only charge. That's so nice to only charge sixty dollars. Fifty or sixty dollars is actually a very low price for a. Concert at a big venue in this day and age. Yeah. I think Guns N' Roses are charging like a thousand dollars for a lot of the, a lot of their seats. So fifty or sixty dollars is not a huge price. Well, it's pretty obvious Guns N' Roses' main agenda is to make money. I mean, that's that goes right. without saying. But my point is, is Radiohead are trying to put measures in place to ensure that the fans that, that, that there's no benefit to scalping and trying to hoard tickets and make money off of them. Um, you know, by 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 inconveniencing the fan a little bit. They're ensuring that there's no secondhand uh, market and that the fans are the actual ones who are going to see the shows. So I think it's a pretty cool thing to do. Um, and I'd be willing to show my ID. And uh, come on, no, I would too. But is- I'm saying if you're a young kid and your mom bought you the tickets, what are you supposed to do now? You got to go to the concert with your mom. Hey, we're well, running yeah. out. Of t- we're running out of time. I just want to mention one last thing. I don't know if you heard this. Do you know Blanket Jackson goes by a new name now? No, I didn't. He now goes by the name Biggie. Is that right? Yeah, B-I-G-I. Oh, okay. Because he said he hated getting bullied and made fun of because his name was Blanket. 
So why why sticky? Comes from the German origin and means uh, idealistic, sensitive, and inspirational. What is with the Jacksons in German? Like <laughs> Michael Jackson was always trying to dress like a new Hitler, and now yes. his son is his son now, is taking a, a a German name. What a poor! I mean, Biggie is is he's pretty much the new Francis Bean, right? Like he's just fucked from the go. <laughs> it's just funny hearing you call him Biggie. <laughs> Biggie, Jackson. Biggie Jackson. Yeah, and you know what was, the, what, tell- was, what was what was the son's name? The older son. There was uh, well, they blanket's name isn't blanket. It's Prince the second. Yeah. Prince the yeah. first is his other son. Yeah, Prince. And then who's the the poor girl? Paris. Uh, Paris. Isn't she dating some kind of like drug lord now or something? She got um, she got a tattoo in her mouth or on her lip or something that says um, hang on, some kind of song. What was it? You know, it's sad to see these kids now. It doesn't feel like very long ago when she was on stage saying, my daddy was the best daddy in the whole wide world. Like little. It wasn't that long ago when they were walking around with masks on. Yeah. Oh, maybe they were better off with Michael. Oh, you won't believe this. She got a Motley Crue tattoo. That's what it was. Uh, Okay. So on her lip, it says, uh, oh, it says, oh, that's what it is. Okay. So you know how people get that tattoo inside their, inside their mouth? Yeah. It's gross. It says Motley and it's for Motley Crue. Are you so she of all bands the 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 heiress to the Michael Jackson fortune decided to start following Motley Crue? But Sam, wait, 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 Sam, but wait, hang on. You just said it. The heiress to the Michael Jackson fortune, Michael Jackson's daughter. What do you expect yeah, her to be like? My God, of course well, she's I, fucked up. I wasn't expecting her to be a Motley Crue like mega fan. That, that seems like that seems like an odd choice. I mean, how old is she? Eighteen? Not even? Oh. Tommy Lee, she, saw, she, she just turned 18. Tommy Lee tweeted, OMFG, Paris Jackson, you are a beautiful creature. How long before he yeah. bangs Paris now that she's 18? Right. Shouldn't she be listening to, like, Bieber and Ariana Grande? Instead of Miley <laughs> Crew? I don't, know if, if I, I don't know. If I had an 18-year-old daughter who was a Miley Crew mega fan, I'd be kind of concerned. Like, why would you pick the aging, bloated Miley Crew to be the one band you're going to tattoo on your body? You're 18. It's one thing if you're 48. Wait, you're 18, wait. That's now, now I'm looking at a video of her brother, Prince the First, who has some kind of tattoo on his back. Also, <laughs> what is it for poison? Or it looks like some kind of animal or, or scorpion or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those poor kids. Honestly, don't you feel bad for these kids? I mean, they're fucked yeah, up. Between between their grandfathers, still Biggie, Biggie, you know you the next one in line. <laughs> Biggie, you want to be part of Joe Jackson Records? Oh, it looks like it looks like a dragon he had tattooed on his back. Oh, and pa- Paris is, 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 a, he, is he is he ripped now or? Uh he's he's not fat like he was. It doesn't look like. Yeah. He yeah. has some kind of dragon holding a knife with blood coming off it. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a dragon wearing headphones holding a knife. Oh. That has bl- oh, oh, I see. The knife is like in his belt loop, and there's blood dripping off it. Biggie, boy, boy, you the next, you the next one, Biggie. Put on these dancing shoes, boy. Be a part of Joe Jackson Records. Yes, oh, uh, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe, I'm not ready for all that. Boy, you the no, last wait, just, chance. Just so the one with the tattoo on his back, that's Prince the first. It's not Biggie, right? No, Biggie, Biggie's only 13. Biggie's like 12. Yeah, okay. He's 13 or 14. Oh, okay. 
Let's see if there's. <laughs> let's see what the latest is on Biggie Jackson. Yeah, because because there's Prince, Paris, and Biggie. Everybody knows that. Those are the, those are the three. <laughs> so there's three. There's Prince, there's Paris, and there's the little one is Biggie, as everyone knows. Biggie Jackson. <laughs> Blanket. What? Do, I mean, how can you do that to yourself? I know Michael Jackson doesn't care about anything, but it's like, yes, it means blessing. <laughs> he's a blessing. Remember when he told me, he's like, yes, I ate the placenta. <laughs> I took him right home with a placenta and everything. Can you imagine those asshole kids, though, who were picking on poor Blanket? Hey, Blanket. Hey, look, it's Blanket. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but wait, hang on, Sam. You were an asshole kid. Every, every, pretty much every, but hang on. Every kid in some way is an asshole. How do you just let that slide that his name is Blanket? <laughs> that's not the kind of thing that you just let go. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, some blanket. <laughs> what? Uh, Ronald, Timothy, James, Le'Veon, Mark, blanket. Yeah, <laughs> present. You know, there's some kid like just punching his fist into his hand. I'm gonna get that blanket. I'm gonna kick his ass after school. But what the fuck's your name, like, kid? Blanket. First day of class, like when they say it and everyone chuckles, like that, then you know you're really screwed as the kid. Like. Or, 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 or picture this: uh, Mark, Tim, Prince. Uh, can you call me Blanket? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit different than Blanket. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd rather be called Prince than yeah. Blanket. I guess if he, if he was if he was proactively asking for them to call him Blank. But does he have to be Prince the second? No, it's Prince the well, second. He has no choice. He didn't pick it. How dare you? I mean, George Foreman did the same thing. He named all his kids George. No one seems to be... But then again, the name George you could at least get through life with. It's not like Blanket. I guess it is a little bit different if you're in a school in Hollywood, though. You know, when you have a lot of weird a lot of weird names that celebrities give their kids, a lot of what? very self-serving names. But wait, they, they, why? Select, why? they select names for publicity, not for the kid's future. Why couldn't he just change his name to, like, Carl or something? Why does it have to be Biggie? Right. Like, if he really wants to be normal, he should say, oh... My new name is Carl. I'm Carl Jackson. Yeah, Biggie seems like an odd choice. That w- that wouldn't be my yeah. first. It's from the German word. My daddy named me Blanket, but now I'm Biggie. Boy, I can't wait to see you dance and sing. <laughs> Your brother and sister didn't do it right, but you you got the skills, boy. You my last hope. Don't make me pull out my belt. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Yeah, but you'll sing when I'm ready. <laughs> Biggie. I can't wait for the Biggie Jackson record. Uh, Joe Jackson Records what? presents Biggie Jackson. You know him as Blanket. You might know him as Prince. I know him as the new king of pop. I was thinking about being the next Bieber. You just don't know. Why are he, oh, you know what he should call himself, Sam? Biggie Jackson, the prince of pop. There you go. Because his name Let's is Prince. Should give him a call. That's perfect. Biggie Jackson, the Prince of Pop. I already sent it out to all my marketing people. Biggie Jackson, <laughs> the Prince of Pop. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa Joe, that's great. Put on your tap shoes, boy. Eight hours. Eight hours of tap dancing. That's what I did to your father. Eight hours a day of only tap. I don't like doing tap. Ah, boy! 
Eight hours a day is what it takes. That's what I did to your father. Those feet have to bleed, boy. You want to be the Prince of Pop? Yes. Eight hours a day of tap. That don't even include your music lessons. I'm going to have you dancing like Jermaine danced. Uh, All right. We'll wrap it up on the Biggie Jackson talk. Yeah. All right. All right. right, Next week. Peace. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.